Hey guys, how we doing and how's the day going? Thank you once again for joining me today on the Diary of a Conversationist. My name is Jaragua Mayo and I am pleased and delighted to be here with you today. Um, if you're a returning listener, thank you for choosing to come back and be with me on this episode. And if this is your first time of tuning in, thank you so much for being here with me. Thank you for choosing to spend this time with me. I really do appreciate it. So, um, this week episode, I'm talking about limiting beliefs. And as my custom is, I like to, you know, talk about how or the incidences that led to like the topics I talk about each for each week or each episode. And so this week's episode, it was then out from a conversation I had with um, with a friend. And so we we were having the conversation, a money conversation, and so she was thinking about um, saying ah. Like she's thinking about investing and I was like yo if you're thinking about investing there's so many things to invest in but like the number one rule according to the book the richest man in Babylon you have to invest in something you know something about so you can't just put your money anywhere and so yeah she's like okay um I'm looking at agriculture and so I was like okay that's cool so I was like yeah I should give her like an advice considering that's like my background because I studied uh, agricultural economics in school so I was like okay um are you looking at um, putting your money into crop production or animal production? And she's like, yo, uh, she's thinking about, she doesn't like the, <laughs> the animal production thing. She thinks about crop because there's some crops you can do three months, you know, and the money's out. But animals sometimes take a longer time, you know, regardless whether it's fish, poultry and all that kind of thing. It takes a longer time, six months there about. For some crops too, it's longer though. So, but she said no, she wanted um, um, crop. So I was like, okay, fine. And so, as, as a, so the product when I was like, how much are you willing to, you know, put? And so for me, I said, you should put something that, you know, it doesn't affect the way you live your life in the sense that, so like when your money is there, it's locked up in investment every day, you're thinking, you're looking at your bank accounts, considering now that it's COVID time and people aren't going out. And so you're looking at your bank accounts and you're like, no, I can't do this. How, why did I do this? Blah, blah, blah. Just something you know you're comfortable, it's like put it in aside. It's like put it in a fixed deposit, right? You're not thinking about it, but you know it's there. And she's like, okay, um, suggest for me. I was like, I can't suggest for you. Do you understand me? Because I am not you. I really don't know how you're, you know, what what you're comfortable with. I told her I could, I could tell you $5,000, $2,500, depending on how, you know, how um, your financial buoyancy, if there's a word like that. And so she's like, okay, um, what do I think? I said, okay. Uh, the longer should I said, um, to be on the simple side, do $1,000. And she's like, Okay, um, I was looking at probably $2,000, and I was like, okay, that's good. And so, <laughs> fast, like, not like, and the whole conversation just went and went on. But after the conversation, I, I said, I asked myself, I was like, why in, why, 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 the, why was the, the amount I mentioned to her, why was it a thousand? And a thousand dollars, why was it a thousand dollars? And I realized that I called that amount for her because I feel like that's an amount that if I was to invest at the time, that's what I would do. And I was like, oh my God, that's like a limiting belief. <laughs> you know, I just identified it like, oh my God. So yeah, and couple the fact that 
in that like prior to that conversation i think maybe two or three days prior to that thing i had seen a quote on social media that said um we don't see the world as it is we see the world as we are as we are and taking my mind back to nlp in nlp there's this thing you say um the map is not a territory that's one of the um, presuppositions that the map is not a territory what does that mean it means that you know um the way you look at you know in a map right you look at the geographical location of a place it looks small and everything but in real sense like if you go to that place the landmass is bigger like it's not small do you understand yeah so on that note that's what i'm talking about um limiting beliefs today so basically let's delve in now so what is limiting beliefs limiting belief is something you believe to be true about yourself about others or about the world that limits you in some way did you get that definition it's like something you something you believe to be true about yourself about others or about the world in some way and you see the funny thing the funny thing about limiting beliefs is that these beliefs they may hold us back from taking chances they keep you blind to opportunities in your part because somehow you're scared right they prevent you from accepting gifts offered to you or simply keeping you stuck focusing on the negative aspect of the circumstance you know um yeah so really what is limit i had said that i said that definition you should also understand the limited belief is like it's 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 a feeling of like uncertainty about things yeah limiting beliefs are what they sound like beliefs that limit what you believe is possible for yourself or what you allow to be possible in your life when you have limiting beliefs you often won't let amazing things show up in your life but you know the funny thing the funny thing is it's 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 subconscious and you see this thing where people now say um, self-sabotaging behaviors. I feel like <laughs> those self-sabotaging behaviors, right? They are like the the the, the um, those behaviors or attitudes, right? They're like the physical manifestation of what is happening subconsciously, like the beliefs in your, your subconscious mind has. So it's like self-sabotaging behaviors now do that. They now play out as that. Yeah. Limiting beliefs keeps you from reaching your highest potentials. It just keeps you stuck. Limiting beliefs gets in the way of what you think is possible for yourself. You know, it keeps you from seeing possibility. And so there's this thing in NLP that they say that when you think that you're stuck, it's because, you know, you feel like there's no options. You feel like you don't have options. That's why you feel like you're stuck. So what are like, okay, let's just leave like a classical, simple example ahead. You know, um, some limiting beliefs can be that, you know, you have to say, I'm not that smart. Um, money's hard to come by and easy to lose. You know, um, all, men are, all, all men are unfaithful. Yeah, that's like a common one. Or all women are liars. You know, it's just like lots of generalization. Based on probably experience, I feel like I'm going too fast right now. I'm going to tell you how those um, beliefs are formed. 
but right now I'm just talking about basically um, some of the common limiting beliefs you could hurt someone so, or you yourself would have said you know um, you're feeling unworthy you know Marissa Pears was Marissa Pear you know she's like I think she's not I think she is UK's foremost um, hypnotherapist she says that she she if she's to summarize the the the, the problem that you know humanity is facing or, or people face as an individual is the feeling of I am not enough. And so she's like the founder of I'm the no, I'm enough movement, right? So whether people don't um, thrive in their relationship, whether they don't you know see the need to take care of themselves physically, mentally, it's because deep down, deep rooted deep down is this sense of inadequacy, this sense of not enoughness right so that's also a limiting belief like i'm not worthy of love i don't deserve that like n- n- nobody is really that it's just people have like oh, they're pretending nobody's really that happy the fact that you're not expressing happiness in your life doesn't mean that people that you see that are happy they're not not everybody's faking every, everything do you understand the fact that you know you've never experienced it doesn't mean that it does not is it's not happening to you to get yeah so the most challenging thing with the limiting belief is that it often buried deep down in our you know consciousness subconscious is there and so you don't even realize it you don't even know when you're doing it and so to you you just feel like life is just happening life is just happening life is just happening and that's not true so how are limiting beliefs formed i'll tell you really quick lots of limiting beliefs developed in our childhood when we weren't able to process what was happening to us you know i, I think like the cup co- the last couple of stories i've done about vulnerability about um you know i did it uh, yeah about vulnerability uh, insecurity now i've been talking a lot about how you grew up and you know there's there's a lot that has to do with that like <laughs> you growing up right yeah so it was also for it can also be traced back to you know your childhood um when something traumatic for instance a person that had like um they had like a traumatic experience when they were growing up you know they saw it's also kind of things and it creates like a mental picture of how that that's like they they don't think that that's how life plays out yeah they don't think like that's how life should be just because that's how you know you have expressed life doesn't mean that that's because that's what your reality but that's not how life should be you know so it could it could also be that you know limiting beliefs like i said here comes from our childhood and um it can also come from you know um our associations our relationship with friends our relationship at work random interactions so these beliefs for beliefs that comes from by random interactions with people or associations, these beliefs tend to build up upon the ones that are already coming from the family system or the childhood. And here are some examples. For instance, if you have a partner who cheated on you or betrayed you your trust, maybe you started to think you can't trust in a relationship because you always get hurt. If you had a bad experience with that's like for relationships, right? Personal relationship, 
than for in the work environment or just a random um, a random interaction if you had a bad experience with a bank or a financial advisor you may decide that you won't trust again if you struggled in school while growing up you may feel you don't feel smart or worthy of success and all these things are limiting beliefs and so you just having there in your mind but you don't know that they are there in a way when opportunity comes for you to rise you know you don't you don't even see the need that's if you that's if, if you're even able to recognize it even when you're able to recognize it like an opportunity you don't really see the need to take advantage of it because you feel like you will not get it what's the need let me not waste my time that's a little bit that work there and so there's this really powerful thing that um Anthony Robbins says, he says, the only thing that keeps you from getting what you really want is the story you keep telling yourself. The story you keep telling yourself. You know, you have to tell yourself stories that are empowering. Give empowering meaning to events and circumstances. Give empowering meaning to them. You just have to look for a way to do that. So now, how do we overcome limiting beliefs? How do we overcome limiting beliefs? Number one way to do that is, first of all, you have to pay attention to your pattern. Like, how, like a particular way you behave or act or do, you know, do things, pay attention to it. Sit down, ask yourself questions. Like, self-evaluation sometimes is not only I don't think self-evaluation sometimes is not only when you know you have to like say okay how far have I come from point A to point B no sometimes it's about dissecting a failure or a feedback or dissecting something that happened that you're not so comfortable with there's also that part to it as well dissect it Sit down, ask yourself, okay, where did I pick this up from? Where exactly did I pick this up from? Let me take a classical example, right? So if, for instance, you have the opinion, or I'll call it like a generalization, that you feel like, you know, all men are a scum, or all women are liars, you're making that, it's bad behaved, and it all happened that James is from, you know, is from a particular city or a particular country, right? You just pick up a generalization to say all men that are by the name James, and if peradventure they came from the city where your ex came from, are the same. That's a generalization. In short, you've had a preconceived notion. So you don't even give this new person chance or um, opportunity to really express themselves to you because you already think that every single person called the name James that is from a particular state or city behave and act the same way. That's a limiting belief. And it could just be that this new James, James number two, is better than James number one. But because you have a preconceived notion of how all Jameses from the South are, <laughs> you don't even give James number two a chance. You know? So, back to um, how to discover your limiting beliefs. You have to pay attention to your pattern. 
recognize it right and how do you do that i said you sit down to evaluate dig deep to it spend time writing and journaling because these are part of the process spend time asking yourself questions this particular thing that i I believe about this thing where did i pick it from was it because of an experience i had had before you know there's there's this thing that um um in yala vanzan says in our spiritual code of conduct she says the fact that something has always i'm just paraphrasing now she says the fact that something has always happened does not mean it will continue to happen or the fact that something that has you know has never happened does not mean it doesn't have the capability to happen I don't know if you got that. Yeah, that's one of Yala's, um, Yala Vanzan's spiritual code of conduct. She says that the fact that something has always happened does not mean it will continue to happen. And the fact that something has never happened does not mean it doesn't have the capacity or the ability to happen. So the fact that you've always experienced heartbreak and stuff and, you know, people walking out on you, people leaving your life, does not mean that every other single person that now chooses to come to your life at this particular point in time are going to walk away. No, it doesn't mean that. You know, so, like I said, discover your patterns. Write down, journal it, ask yourself questions. You know, ask yourself deep questions. Yeah, spend time journaling. So as you, as you begin to do that, you will begin to see the negative things that you believe about yourself. That has been keeping you away from creating the world that you desire. So number one point, how to do an amazing belief, like I said, you have to recognize the pattern. Right? And when you recognize patterns like doing diagnostics, you sit down and analyze it. Number two is that you now replace this limiting belief that you have with something else. There's this thing that they say, they say life above is a vacuum, right? So if something is, you know, if something is a particular way, rather than trying to struggle with, and they tell you, um, rather than trying to struggle with um, change, you know, changing it or altering it, why not just try to focus that time or energy into doing something that is more creative for you? So now you have to replace it now that you have discovered that, right? to replace it and so one of the ways you deal with that is create an affirmation affirmations are powerful very very powerful in recent times i started listening to um i think in recent times the two people that are listening to their affirmations um Iyana Banzan's spiritual fist and larry olushola the catalyst he has like a cool compilation of affirmations that are really cool really really cool you know, they, they have a way of doing something to you unconsciously and you don't even know about it. They have a way of just doing something to you. You don't even know about it. You know, there's one one of Larry's, um, um, Larry Lushula's affirmation I was listening to. I can't remember the name because they all have like different names. And I talk about you like honoring your enemy and you're not like you're honoring your enemy because they deserve it but you're honoring your enemy because they're an honorable person i was like yo that's some deep things there you know i had to pause it and like listen to it so i'm not being you know gracious to a person because you know whether or not they deserve that um, um generosity or graciousness 
you know but because i am a gracious person at the core so it's just it's just it's just good to express it oof that's that's some cool things there you know so yeah so you have to replace it with affirmations affirmations so you've already done the diagnosis in step number one right we talked about that you've done the diagnosis in step number one like discover your patterns and all that right so part of the affirmations that you might want to think of if you're right now the world due to this covid19 thing people are still panicking and everything you know so it's you know it's cool to reassure yourself that you're going to be safe i feel one i'm a christian and so in this time if there's one scripture that <laughs> um i think if there's one scripture that i have quoted more or recited more it's psalm 91 it's a really cool psalm especially when you use the especially when you use the the passion translation oh it's beautiful and then psalm 103 1 to 5 my god that's is amazing so create affirmations affirmations that work for you based on the patterns that you have discovered so in this season right when the world is scared, anxious, afraid, you can create a vision that says, I am safe, I am protected, you know, I am kept, I am preserved, I am sustained, you know, um, life is not happening to me, life is happening for me, my best days are here, my best days are now, everything happens to me for my greater good, you know, um, even when things don't go the way as planned, there's always an opportunity opportunity for me to learn. You know, I deserve to prosper. Stuff like that, like stuff that are that kind of counters the belief that you have. So the next step is to show gratitude, and this may sound counterintuitive. Why would you show gratitude to something to believe that you now you discover that you know has held you bound or held you down? I'll tell you why. I think late April I did a post and I put it on social media and I said I'm grateful for life I'm grateful for abundance I'm grateful for health you know I'm grateful for prosperity and I also said I'm grateful for my flaws I'm grateful for you know my mistakes yes even my mistakes for they all had a role to play in making me the person that I am today you know sometimes you're so quick to just you know um share the rosy beautiful pleasant sides of our lives which is fantastic phenomenal but i also feel like as much as you share the parts that are very pleasant and sweet you should also share the part that helps you build resilience helped you provided you the opportunity to show courage provided you the opportunity to you know be persistent those are adversity Adversity provides you the opportunity to, you know, to show courage, you know, to show bravery, to persist. You know, so you should also share those parts as well. So, yeah, show gratitude. It may sound counterintuitive to thank this belief. After all, they limited you, right? But it's important to honor these thoughts. They have been your companion for a long time and they have developed in response to the things that have happened in your life. At some point in your life, that belief served a valid purpose, that's true. 
serve the valid purpose. Most likely, it doesn't. It, yeah, most likely, no longer serves a valid purpose. You know, because it's now keeping you to place small. But at some point, it served a valid purpose. Like the example I gave of the girl that now says, um, "All men are cheats. All men are scum." And not wanting to give James number two, right? James number two an opportunity. She was trying to safeguard her heart. But you, you know, I told a friend one time. I said sometimes the walls that people build up to protect entry of things into their lives, you know, the wall that yeah, the walls that people build up to prevent, you know, um, to prevent people from coming into their lives because they are afraid, you know, they don't want to be hurt, they don't want to feel pain and everything. It's also the same wall that prevents good things from coming too. So as much as you're trying to shut out things, right? Put a wall there to shut out things. Your that same wall is also shutting out good things that could have possibly come to you. Yeah. So be thankful. Although they they, they they serve, they serve. You know, thank that belief for protecting you, but recognize that you are enough. You are enough to move past it and make the right decision in the moment without, you know, running your thoughts. Then the next way is forgive yourself and others. Ah, all the different beliefs that you have developed, forgive yourself. It's tempting to look at your limiting belief and think about how much they have kept you down. That can stick with you if you let it. So you have to forgive yourself. You know, I told somebody earlier the week. I said, you know, one of the one of the one of the gifts that we should give ourselves daily is self compassion. Self compassion, like you, 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 things are already happening in the world that is, you know, um, that needs you for that needs you to be up and running tough like tough mentally and everything trying to now still hold yourself hostage i don't think you perform at the optimal level that you should so yeah forgive yourself and forgive others then another important point is make something by make something i mean reinvent yourself you know there's this um i i, t- I talk about brenna brown a lot she's the expert in shame talked about you know she's the expert in shame and vulnerability and guilt and so some so someone asked her a question you know said um how do you go about making a positive change in your life once you realize that you have been letting shame detect your actions and this is what she she said she said from all the researches and interactions we have with people over the years we have come to the conclusion that one of the best ways to solidify a new and positive change in our lives is to put our hands to do something. So that means in reinventing yourself, you have to do something. And you know, people would say, for you to get the results that you've never gotten before, you have to do something you've never done before, right? So for you to actually change, you have to do something that you're not so conversant with. Get out of your comfort zone and do something that is different. Expose yourself to something new, nice, beautiful, right? Expose yourself to stuff like that. You know, it could be you painting, design, you know, innovating, inventing, journaling, writing a book, gardening, whatever it is that you know that you you always love to try, learn to play an instrument. Do that. Just do something. You know, never consider the act of creating as frivolous activity. It's not. It's not at all. It's not. You know, there's something about the act of creating that helps us to see ourselves. 
and help us to you know to carve those new neurological pathways that help us to manifest the life that we see in our heads feel in our hearts yeah and lastly last way to deal with limiting beliefs is work with a therapist work with a therapist you know it's one thing to know that you need help and much more than that actually be bold enough to ask for the help and go seek the help and even when you ask and people t- respond to you be willing to receive the help yes so it's been an awesome time sharing with you today about limiting beliefs um i hope that you've been able to you know see it and so much more than you just listening to this take out the time to you know do the work so you can get the results that you seek all right so on that note i did like it to have a blessed and beautiful day thank you